Hey everyone, welcome back to Beach Weekly, a podcast created and produced by Long Beach State's student-run newspaper, The Daily 49er. I'm your host, Luke Pajari. Check out our content at daily49er.com, where you can read campus and Long Beach-related news, sports, arts and life, opinions, as well as multimedia content, including more podcasts, videos, and photo galleries. Thanks to Long Beach Transit for sponsoring this episode of Beach Weekly. Right now, your longest trip is from the bedroom to the kitchen. But if you ever have to move around town, Long Beach Transit is moving you through safely. Visit ridelbt.com basics to see how transit is keeping students safe. This is your one and only podcast source for all things Long Beach State. Let's go ahead and dive right into this week's news roundup. Stay tuned afterwards for this week's story spotlight, where I talk to assistant news editor Amon Palm about several renovations being made to Long Beach State's campus. Long Beach State women's basketball hosted UC Davis on Friday and Saturday, resulting in two losses for the previous Big West Conference leaders. On Friday, the Beach finished with a 52-67 score, and on Saturday, ending with a score of 50-67. This puts the women's basketball team at second place in the conference with an 11-3 overall record. The men's basketball team visited UC Davis on Friday and Saturday, which resulted in two losses for them as well. On Friday, the men's basketball team fell just short, finishing 66-68. Saturday was another close one, resulting in a 76-78 loss for the Beach. Long Beach State's Associated Students, Inc. recently held its monthly First Aid Friday event in an effort to promote emergency preparedness and teach students how to build their own first aid kit. In the first session of the year, Michael Freeman, an emergency instructor, discussed disaster protocols and what kind of materials are needed for a homemade kit during the hour-long virtual event. The next first aid session will occur on March 5th at noon. California State University Chancellor Joseph Castro held a virtual student press conference highlighting a few priorities and plans, including closing the equity gap within the CSU system and choosing not to enforce COVID-19 vaccinations. While CSU campuses look to return to in-person instruction this fall, vaccinations aren't likely to be enforced among students and faculty in an effort to avoid legal issues, but vaccinations are still strongly encouraged. When asked about possible plans for reallocating funds from university police departments, Castro had this to say. Well, as you probably know, each campus has the support of public safety officers. And even during COVID, we've needed to make sure that we have that staff in place to secure our facilities. I know as president of Fresno State, that was a big concern for us and for the community. And um, and there had been some break-ins at the early part of COVID, and we, we learned from that. And I think that that's so important to continue to provide safety for everybody and, and also to protect our important assets, our labs and classrooms and other areas to be there and available for when people return. So I support that, that continuing. Um, I do know that our police chiefs as a whole have endorsed uh, the Obama administration's 21st century policing report, which talked about the value of, of guardianship versus policing. And I, I agree with that. What I don't uh, anticipate is any significant decreases in investment in that area. I think it's critically important to protect the safety of, of everybody at each of the 23 campuses. 
Long Beach State is looking to reduce its carbon footprint by increasing eco-friendly modes of transportation on and around campus. Associated Students, Inc. discussed the program, known as RIDE, during its meeting last week. RIDE provides students to find sustainable alternatives to more traditional methods of transportation. The program is looking for Long Beach State to ultimately reach carbon neutrality by 2040, as well as it to increase carpooling among commuter students. Hey everyone, welcome to this edition of Story Spotlight. And today I'm joined by Assistant News Editor Aman Palm once again. And uh, Aman, she just wrote a piece about uh, the many campus renovations taking place at Long Beach State, including enrollment services, the new Anna W. Nguy Alumni Center, and the Los Alamitos and Los Cerritos housing buildings. Uh, um, Aman, thanks for coming on to talk about your story. Yeah, it's great to be here again. Thanks for having me. Of course. Now, um, when you were uh, writing your story, did you walk around every part of campus that was undergoing construction? So actually for this story um, was assigned to me by the news editor, Julia. I really didn't know this was going on because I don't live in Long Beach, so I don't live that close to campus. So I've seen renovations when I come on campus, um, like when in-person classes were a thing and periodically to pick up things, but I didn't really know what exactly was being renovated. So she told me about this story. She was like, hey, Brotman Hall is being renovated. I was like, okay, cool. She's like, would you want to do a story about that? I was like, yeah, no problem. Happy to help out. So when I reached out to some officials, um, they were kind of confused about as to what I went, I was inquiring about. Because when I said Brotman Hall, that's um, a big building. It has many services within it. And they're like, what part? This, this, and that. It was just a lot of confusion. And I wasn't too uh, aware of what was happening yet. So I was like, I was just told that Brotman Hall is being renovated. I don't really know what part. But do you, are you guys familiar with this situation? So luckily, um, the PIO on campus, Jeff Cook, helped me um, navigate the channels um, and find someone that was knowledgeable about what was happening with uh, the renovations on campus. So I talked to Mark uh, Zakor. I think that's how you say his last name. My apologies if it's not. But he's the director of the university um, design team. So he was aware of what's going on. So I talked to him. He was able to give me the information. And so really thankful for that and their help. Now, when you were walking around campus uh, with practically no one being around and like all the construction taking place, what was that like? I, I know you, did you say you were like not that familiar with uh, the campus before? Did you have any kind of experience being on campus and having classes? Yeah, so I'm a transfer student. So I came to Long Beach fall 2019. So I was there for one full semester and then like a semester and a half because things shut down in March. So that was the second my second semester on campus for the second part of my junior year so i had some familiarity i was more familiar with the journalism department because that's where all my classes were and like the library because it's like a straight shot up but not as familiar with um other buildings inside of campus when i went to campus when did i go to, i went to campus to pick up a camera because i'm taking photojournalism and i went to campus towards the end of last semester to pick up a computer and a hotspot. So I've been there occasionally as we're all during distance learning, but not so much. It's been really weird because I was used to just seeing a whole bunch of people. The campus is pretty crowded. It has a big student population, people going to point A to point B. So it was really crowded at the time. I was used to seeing that being on campus when there's virtually no one is honestly kind of sad. Because just like, man, this it feels like a ghost town in a way. When I know there's so many people affiliated with the campus, whether that be students, 
employees, things of that nature. So it feels sad because I saw it when it was at its glory, shall I say, before the pandemic. Oh, yeah, I feel the same way. I live uh, I live near campus. And yeah, anytime I have to go there, it just feels like a weird ghost town. So it's so different. And uh, when you were looking at the different sites that were undergoing like new construction or upgrades, uh, what was it like? Were they making good progress on any of these buildings? Were some of them like just in the beginning stages? Yeah, so um, based on the talk I had with the director of the university design team, some projects are in undergoing its final phase. So Brotman Hall, for example, what's being renovated right now is enrollment services, which was phase four of the renovations. So they had three prior phases that worked on just fixing um, ADA, accessibility, fire safety, things like that. So I saw Brotman Hall last time. It didn't look like there's renovations going on, but then again, I saw it and I was gonna pick up my computer. So that was last, like towards the end of last semester. I saw it briefly. I didn't really have a chance to go inside. Other construction I've seen on campus, it looked like it was just beginning stages, like the alumni center that's being built. They're working on the underground part of it, so they're working up to build a foundation. So it kind of depends. I think enrollment services was probably like the most completed project I've seen so far. In in the story, uh, Mark Sakur, he just he described the first floor of Brotman Hall as being unwelcoming and depressing because it's been like nearly twenty five years since its last upgrade. Uh, did you get that feeling while uh, uh, being there uh, to see it in person? Yeah. So again, prior to the pandemic, I actually went to Brotman Hall I because I took the bus to campus. So I was they're like, oh, there's a free bus pass you can get. I was like, oh, OK, cool. They're like, oh, it's in Brotman Hall. And they um, someone helped me reach that place. I think it was actually with my friend. She was like, hey, this is where it is. So I went there and it was I completely agree with them on that. It is really sad. I don't know. It's just like a different vibe when you go there. It's all gloomy. Maybe because it's just an older building, maybe because it's covered a lot by shade. I really don't know. But I do understand what he meant. It's really gloomy. It's just like, this is enrollment services. How may I help you? That kind of vibe. (laughs) Yeah, no, definitely. Even uh, with people uh, on campus, uh, I definitely got that uh, unwelcoming and depressing (laughs) vibe. Um, So it is it is due for an upgrade. Hopefully uh, they they make it less less like that. <laughs> um, well, that's uh, all about I really wanted to ask you today, Iman. Uh, thanks so much for coming to speak. Anything else you wanted to, uh, any final thoughts on your story? Um, it was really interesting to learn about what's happening on campus. I'm honestly excited for the Alumni Center because I'm graduating this May. So the Alumni Center will be my new home within my old home, shall I say. So I'm excited to see what, how that's going to turn out to be. So yeah, but yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great being here. Of course, of course. Well, uh, go check out Amon's story on daily49er.com. And uh, thanks again for tuning into this week's Story Spotlight. Long Beach Transit misses seeing you on the bus, pretending to study while you listen to this podcast instead. Until the day comes when you're riding on the regular, visit ridelbt.com basics to see how transit is keeping you safe. That's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Beach Weekly. This is your host, Luke Pajari, signing off. Take care, guys.